If you would like to support the Riders Live podcast, we have merchandise in the Riders Live podcast merch store and our link tree, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash R-O-D-E-S. Option one, we have the Riders Live podcast merch store. Option two, we have the White Lines book by Riders Hunt. Option three, we have the RidersOnline.net website. We have all our social media links available in the link tree as well. So hit up Linktree slash R-O-D-E-S. Thank you. Welcome to Riders Live. I'm your host, Riders. We got a pretty dope show for y'all today. The name of this episode is called Rhyme and Reason. And Big L is the what's popping artist of the day, y'all. Let's get it. They call him Used to be a Kane fan. 
Everything I rock is name brand Ella make your dame swallow Your ice don't shine and your chain hollow Why you fronting clubs for hours with the same bottle Taking midget sips, I run with the richest clicks Tap the thickest chicks, plus drop the slickest hits You know nothing about L, so don't doubt L What's this motherfucking rap game without L? Yo, that's like jewels without ice That's like China without rice Or the holy bible without Christ Or the balls without mic Or crackheads without pipes The village without dykes Or hockey games without fights Don't touch the mic if you ain't able to spit Flamboyant is the label I'm with, motherfucker Big, big, big L on My nigga C-Town Big brother, big Lee Holding it down Attention and 
listen real closely how I break this slang shit down. Check it, my weed smoke is my lie. A key of coke is a pie. When I'm lifted, I'm high. When new clothes on, I'm fly. Cars is whips and sneakers is kicks. Money is chips, movies is flicks. Also, cribs is homes. Jacks is payphones. Cocaine is nose candy. Cigarettes is bones. Oh, a radio is a box. A razor blade is a ox. Fat diamonds is rocks and jakes is cops. And if you got robbed, you got stuck. You got shot, you got bucked. And if you got double crossed, you got fucked. Your bankroll is your poke. A chokehold is a yoke. A kite is a note. A con is an okey dope. And if you got punched, that means you got snuff. To clean is to buff. A bull scare is a strong bluff. I know you like the way I'm freaking it. I talk with slang and I'ma never stop speaking it. Speak with criminal slang. That's just the way that I talk, yo. Vocabulary spills, I'm ill. Speak with criminal slang. That's just the way that I talk, yo. Vocabulary spills, I'm ill. A burglary is a joke, a wolf's a crook More deep already explained the meaning of shook If you caught a felony, you caught an F If you got killed, you got left If you got the dragon, you got bad breath If you 730, that mean you crazy Hit me on the hit means page me Ain't you dust and sherm If you got AIDS, you got the germ If a chick gave you a disease, then you got burned Max mean to relax Guns and pistols is gats Condoms is hats, critters is cracks The food you eat is your grub A victim's a mark A sweat box is a small club Your ticket is your heart, your apartment is your pad, your old man is your dad, the studio is the lab, and he is mad, I know you like the way I'm freaking it, I talk with slang and I'ma never stop speaking it, speak with criminal slang, that's just the way that I talk yo, vocabulary spills I'm ill, speak with criminal slang, that's just the way that I talk yo, vocabulary spills I'm ill, the iron horse is the training, champagne is bubbly, a deuce is a honey that's ugly, if your girl is fine she's a dime, a suit is a fine, jury is shine, if you in love that means you blind, genuine is real, a face card is a hundred dollar bill, a very hard long stare is a grill, if you sneaking to go see a girl that means you creeping, smiling is cheesing, bleeding is leaking, begging is bumming, if you nothing you coming, taking orders is sunning, an ounce of coke is an onion, a hotel's a telly, a cell phone's a celly, jealous is jelly, your food box is your belly, so gorilla meaning use physical force, you took an L, you took a loss, to show off mean floss, uh, I know you like the way I'm freaking it, I talk with slang and I'ma never stop speaking it, speak with criminal slang, that's just the way that I talk yo, vocabulary spills I'm ill, speak with criminal slang, that's just the way that I talk yo, vocabulary spills I'm ill, yeah yeah, one love to my big brother, Big Lee, holding it down, yeah, flamboyant for life, yeah yeah, flamboyant for life, That was the late, great Big L, Harlem Spiners with The Big Picture, Deadly Combination featuring Tupac, and Ebonics. Those songs are available on all streaming platforms. Y'all gonna get some Big L in y'all life, y'all. One of the greatest. R.I.P. Big L.
What's poppin', y'all? Welcome to Riders Live. Today I got two MCs from Chicago, Pape G and Skoda Hustler. Please tell the people a little bit about yourself. Pape G first, then Sko. Well, um, from Chicago, Southside, um, inspired by um, the West Coast, you know, 90s hip hop, mainly, you know, West Coast and, and East Coast. As I matured, I pretty much um, put, I learned something from, from each coast, you know, that's what it was about, you know, at that time. And, you know, I continue, it's, it's a never ending journey for knowledge, you know, with this. And I, I just feel it's, uh, you, you know, as long as your brain is active, you can, you know, you can make it happen, you know, but um, it's a little bit about myself, um, to the background. That's what's up. What about you, Pape G? I mean, what about you, Skull? Yeah, man. Skull the Hustler. Chicago, Harvey, Illinois. You know, I'm inspired by, you know, like Nas, Jay, you know what I'm saying? I um, was more like an East Coast swag when I was growing up listening to them. You know, life was good. Then, you know, the streets come at the door. Then I started to understand, like, what my older people was listening to and how they was moving and stuff, I started to experience it. So then that like guided me, but you know, it's a it's a small part of the story that I got big more for you to understand. Okay. Um, Skoda Hustler, what's something that people don't know about you? The Hustler, been through a lot. Then graduated a lot to knowing myself, not really in the study of self-knowledge. A lot of people don't, um, a lot of people don't know like what, um, like I tell the world, like I got a message in my music, you know, just spitting my process of life through it. So whatever you don't know through my mixtape, through my albums, you understand. What's something that people don't know about you, Paige, that they'd be surprised about? Well, <laughs> I don't know, I'm pretty much an open book. You know what I mean? Like. Um, I'm, 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 I'm an open book, bro. You know, like if you listen to my music, I, I pretty much let you know what it is. The good, bad, and ugly, you know? All right. Speak up. Hey, G, speak up. Yeah. Hold on, but I heard you. Yeah. So you're an open book. Oh, yeah. Okay. Could you hear me now? Could you hear me better? Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. All right. So you're an open book. Most definitely. All right, Most cool. Definitely. All right, Pape G, we are gonna stay on you. Who is Pape G, the MC? Pape G is uh, a mixture of Chicago, Chicago-based rap influenced by East Coast and West Coast. You know, that's, that's Pape G, poetry, theater, and just life. Okay. All in one. Okay. Skoda Hustler, if they broke down your DNA, who is Skoda Hustler? Skoda Hustler, honestly, is the streets the bloody truth. Okay. That's cool. You can't, you can't, you can't argue with that. You can't get it confused. None of that. That's what's up.
What's y'all what's what's your favorite diss track of all time? <laughs> Woo! Oh man. You know, I ain't uh, I'm gonna let you go, G. You know what's what on you, Oh, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, my favorite diss track of all times, man, it's to me, it's Ether because it's creative. I ain't into talking about what I'm supposed to talk to you under the rug. Okay. That's what's up. I like Ether too. Yeah, Ether is definitely my um in my top. I gotta say common and um and cube too. You know, Cube with no Vaseline in common with that bitch in you. You know, like it's some, you know, hit them up. It's it's a few of them, bro. It's a, it's a few of them. Bro. I ain't say what's your favorite. I ain't say what's your favorite buffet this tracks. Man, bro, like <laughs> yeah. damn, it's hard. I, I gotta say Ether though, bro, because the reason why I was I, I say Ether because I, I knew Nas was dope, but I didn't know he was a I, I didn't see him as a battle rapper. And it was it was a shock to me that he came like that because I thought Jay had him. Yeah, and I'm a nice fan, but I thought Jay had him. He wasn't he wasn't he never tested, he wasn't never tested on that level. Yeah, and he 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 rise to the occasion. So it you know when you put a lot of like that, a lot um, of that a, a lot of that this is facts. Yeah, yeah. Right, that's what I like. For real. One, thing, one thing that I'm gonna say about it is like um I think that coming at somebody baby mama is weak because you know first of all sometimes it could be a child involved and the child is innocent and 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 the BS that parents have going on already. And wow. then you gonna you gonna bring some shit to the forefront talking about, you know, um somebody that I got a child with and I got love for, but you know, it's, it's like old news, but how dare, you, how dare you come at my daughter's mom? Cause my daughter looking at me like, dad, you gonna let him get away with that? No. That's probably what motivated him to come so hard. And, and then I gotta, I gotta defend this half of honor, even though she the foul one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm -hmm. That's how I look at it. Nas was like, damn, I gotta take up for this bitch. Dude, took some nerves, but this is a thing, though. It's like you you wanna have honor in it, but like you know, when it's war, lyrical war, especially at this level, bro, it ain't no it's an old rules in it. They're coming at everything. You gotta be prepared. He he was well prepared though. Right. See, can I can I enlighten you on that? What I look at like, um, because I know this is entertainment. You get me? So yes, the type of stuff, the type of stuff that Jay said in that that this, the type of stuff that um Tupac said in that this, that's why I believe music has went from being creative to like we on a block corner just talking shit to each other. You know what I think. I think since, um, you know, social media is definitely a good tool, but these these shorties and people, they going online <laughs> thinking that they actually stars and shit like that. You know, I come from yeah. an era where it ain't, it ain't cool to be telling shit. It ain't ah. cool 
to be seen on this block with these niggas and this block saying this and this block saying that. Hey, different, that's, what different. It, that's what it seemed like to me. You know. Yeah. Different, different I understand what you said, G. Like, it ain't no, it's no hoes by with this when we, you know what I'm saying, when we doing this. But we also got to remember that I can use something better than that if I shake your hand when I see you. If I'm Most not so and that's and that's that's pretty much how I, that's how I roll, you know. Yeah, I, I feel you. <laughs> Me too. So, I, I so, so what's the thing? What's the thing that made you say, "Hey, I could do this"? G, what made you say I could do this? You know what, man? I like, I like, I've been doing this since fourth grade, man, just like writing rap down, you know, emulating, um, emulating artists, looking at your, t your MTV rap, like rapping they stuff in the mirror, you know, like, like once I start formulating my own thoughts and coming up with my own story, I was like, you know, this is, it's, it's poetry, you know, but I, I, I knew I could do this really young, bro, you know? Right. What about you, Scudder Hustler? Basically, with me, it came a point in my life that where, um, in the midst of me healing myself from the streets, the stories that I write, the songs I write, I actually heal the music for myself. So it's like, I didn't think I could rap, but I didn't know my stories of life was so interesting. Right. I'm walking down my block with it. That's what's up. Um, yes, sir. Who are some of your musical influences? Scope Nas, right? He one of them. Um, Tupac. He one of them, and um, DMX. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. What about what about you, Pape G? Um, of course, you know, Nas and Common at the top of the, you know, top of the, um, the chain with me. Um, but I also, like, early on, listened to America's Most Wanted, you know, Q. I, you know, I used to get all of his, you know, all of his music. I'm talking about Death Certificate, Lethal Injection, um, MCA. Um, you know, later, you know, of course, um, it's, it's a lot of influences. Um, KRS. Um, Coogee, Big Daddy, it's just a, all, all of them. I took from, took from a lot of the spitters, you know, a lot of the spitters. Okay. Pave G, who's your favorite MC? Who's your favorite duo? And who is your favorite group? Favorite MC? I, my personal favorite MC who I listen to every day is Common, you know, uh, um, he's from here. I can relate to him. Um, favorite duo, um, I would say EPMD, Prime EPMD. Um, favorite favorite group, that's uh, I say NWA, Prime M NWA. Okay. What about you, Scar? Favorite MC, just like favorite of all times, Tupac. Um, 
My favorite group is Mob Deep. And like, when you say duo, you mean like against each other? No, the duo is Mob Deep, you know, too. Like, like um, MJG and A-Bob be a duo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. be a duo. That's my one. For the duo, I got MJG and A-Bob. Okay. And who your favorite group? Now, my favorite rap group? Right. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. Uh, I know the, locks. the Locks. I'm yes, sir. The Locks. The Locks. The Locks. Coast. Yeah. It's so, it's so many, bro. It's so many, but like, that's I, my I, favorite. Yeah, I mean, the zone right there. That's my favorite. I, um, you know, I, I don't even think it's fair, you know, for somebody to ask you your um, top five rappers called shit. Jada. Styles and Sheik, that's three right there. The locks, that's three right there, right off the bat. Then you got, then you got MOP, that's another two. Then you got Mob Deep, that's another two. Man. Then you got the Busters, the Rockins, the LLs, um, mm -hmm. King Bonds, you know. Uh, you, know you know what, like, you know, at this stage, it's like, you have to because it's you know rap been around for a minute. There's so many so many spitters. It's like you kind of almost got to do it by errors, you know, like the best of the '90s, best of the 2000s, best of now. You know, like right now you got Kendrick. You know, as far as spitters, you got Kendrick and um J Cole like neck to neck. You know, and I I can't I can't you know you got Drake. You know you got Drake as far as you know on the mainstream level. What I'm, you know what I'm saying? It's like on the mainstream level and, and spitting. But I, I say Kendrick and, and J. Cole. And then you got the got the drillers who the best drill rapper. You know, you got you got um got Dirk killing the game right now. And you know, like he I thought it was gonna be Chief or um King Louie. You know, you got got Dirk past Chief Keith and King Louie, you know? Yeah. I, I think King Von was better than all of them. He was there cold. He go. was cold, bro. He was cold. See, I would see the story. reason. Me, I take heed to King Von because it's like, it's not easy to rap when you tell them the truth. And it's not easy to sound good when it's really you talking your feelings. No you doubt. No so, doubt. But one, one thing, you know, people gravitate towards what they like. People gravitate towards real shit. And you cannot fake being real. You can't. Like when Tupac rap, you can feel it. When Von yeah. rap, I can feel it. Yeah. See, that's why I told a person, I said, and they didn't understand why I said this. I said, you can't put Tupac no farther than Nas because them was our two journalists. For real. So, <laughs> For real. Because my Tupac. Thing, my Tupac, thing is, um, they both incredible. It's just that I hate that Tupac and Biggie body of work, um, Pac body of work being held hostage, but shit. I know he got some shit in the vault. Um, Biggie, Biggie shit got cut short. But, um, you know, they, they, I think Nas is the best out of Pac, Biggie, and Jay. That's just my opinion. Like, I, he started I earlier. He started earlier and he, he he been you know early nineties right, 
all through the 90s, all through the 2000s, 2010, 2020. He still consistently put out music. You know, some people will say, oh, this out, this was a dud, that was a dud based on a single. But are you listening? You know? I mean, I, 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 I go out there with music and I also go out vibrations and the energy the music gives you. So if you, when you really talk about it, that's like when you try to compare a Usher to an R. Kelly. No disrespect to R. Kelly. You get me? R. Kelly is going to touch a woman in every issue in life that any woman can never think about. Fives their emotional feelings. And it's going to be authentic. You get me? So like with Tupac, like with Tupac, it's it's not no album where or no songs that where he couldn't catch a feeling like, like how could you know I feel that way? Yeah, but um, like strictly for my niggas, I wasn't feeling that shit. No, 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 no. That's like, like, no, I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Like talking about, you know what I'm saying? That album because that was like. That was the um growing. That was his growing period, right there. Right. So, but look, check this shit out. If you put this shit out, you still put it out, right? But even on that one, it was like, see, at that, that's the thing. It's like at that time, and not taking away from Nas because I'm one of the biggest fans of his. But it's like, you know, like at the time, Pac came out before Nas, and it was like at the time he came out. If you notice, even the top. MCs, they was coming out with whack albums, but they have like two or three singles, you know, like th that they're just, you know, put out in flood. That's why, like back in the day, if you if you can reflect back, we used to buy the singles, you know, like right. whatever single, you know what I mean? Like they didn't really put too much energy in the, into their whole album. They'll just like put a few singles out and, and they'll sell an album that way. Get on your own TV rap and, and promote it that way. By right. the time Nine came out, you know, he this new hot cat, hot spitter, the second coming of, of Big L to me. You know what I mean? Like he had, he got a, and two, you gotta, gotta know like he had some of the top, he was anointed bro. He had some of the top producers in the game on his freshman album, Pete Rock at the time um, was, was that deal. You had Premier, you had Q-Tip. But he still, you know I mean? he still, he still had the right to rhymes and be him. Back to my, back to you though, bro. How could you like KRS One but don't like Strictly for My Niggas? It's conscious rap. It's hip hop. It's I'm, revolutionary. I'm, I'm not saying that I don't like conscious but no, I'm rap. Saying like, I'm saying like, it was I'm some, never... it was some duds on that record. It was some duds yeah, on like, that motherfucker. But like, like how people would say they like KIS one. He never touched me with his conscious rap. He never touched me with his consciousness. Like I'm of a rebel. Like strictly for my niggas, cradle to the grave. All the shit that Pac was bringing out to Apocalypse. I'm troublesome. Like I got a tattoo. A nigga asked me the other day. He said, "What do tattoo tears mean?" I said, "That's like one of Tupac's first albums." I've been handling stress and this shit for years. Blazed out, shedding tattoo tears. That's old. You get me? But it's like, what I'm saying is like Tupac came out before Nas. So of course Tupac gonna come out in a conscious rapping. Now Tupac, when Nas came out- Tupac came out after, after, after Nas. No, nah, no, nah, he came out before. He came out- he, Nas, he came Nas was out. on uh, Breaking Adams. Tupac, Tupac didn't have no record out. Nas was on Large Professor shit. Tupac went out, yeah. 
Juice around to reflect to the time of Juice when he came out with um Brenda's Got a Baby. Right. So Breaking Adams was out before um Brenda's Got a Baby. Nah, Man, like that's the thing. He, Illmatic wasn't out. It's like he he and and you gotta look. Tupac Tupac was was with um Digital Underground too. Exactly. You know, so it's like they both had they was both like coming up at the same time. But like I just look at that era. It's like like I say like. It, if you even listen listen to a big like some of Big Daddy Kane like you know album it's like like they they wasn't like they whole albums wasn't like dope like that it was like you know was, why the la- the labels had to get their money back so that's, they put that's, out that's the singles to get their money back that's that's what I think Tupac went through with that it was like you know like yeah. but he like the bangers that he put out was was official so you know good. but. I, I ain't trying to shit on Pac at all. I'm just saying that the label made him put out them songs. You see, when he got out with Suge, he ain't had no duds. Even with right. against, um, Me Against the World, no duds on that motherfucker. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. It was, like, it was just the time. It was just the time and the pressure, you know. You know, right. like that's that's what he was forced to do. Nas came out at a perfect time. Exactly. All like the stars, moon. Everything aligned, planets, everything aligned from him, and and it's but like he had this. not not to cut you off. Imagine this: go back and watch the movie. The first song he tried to put out and argue with his label to the point he didn't want to sign with him was "Brenda's Got a Baby." Yo, these labels they don't know what the fuck they doing. But I, I think that was his you. biggest. That was "Brenda's Got a Baby." You. "Brenda's Got a Baby" took off. These labels don't know what the fuck they're doing. They don't. But you, you want to know what's wild though? It's like it's funny that you say that. What's wild though is Nas and Pac were really influenced by each other though. You know That's when, what I'm like, saying. yeah, they even with the gun, with the like, you know, like with the gun, Nas came out with the gun, Pac flipped it. You know what I mean? And it was certain, it was certain elements that Pac did. Like we got me, they got me trapped. Those Nas was basically. You know what I mean? Like pretty much like influenced by that. Like that, you know, like that I got they got me trapped. Nas was talking that black power, you know, they got yeah. me trapped type thing. You know what I mean? So it's like they they interact. I honestly think like Nas, it, like his wordplay, I can't you listen. He's a dope lyricist, he's one of my favorite, but I think he was what helped him develop besides Coogee rap, he Pac helped him helped him develop, bro. I honestly believe that, you know, between you know, I think it was made, it was between Kooji rap, of course, you know, like the the MCs and you know from his city, but I think Pac definitely had that, you know, helped him develop him and Biggie. Yeah, see. Like the difference is so crazy to me. Like honestly, you know what I'm saying? Like Tupac used to dance. Tupac went to Shakespeare school. So yeah, we're gonna yeah. take we're gonna take the we're gonna take the streets out of him. He's still on the theater. The, hold on, we're gonna put the journalists in. We're gonna put the little boy that was sitting on the porch watching the drug dealers, watching the killers, watching the woo And now these stories that I'm giving to you is from sitting talking to and seeing all the pain of these dudes. Okay, we're gonna take Nas, for instance. I gotta walk past these dudes every day in the projects, project windows. I'm standing out my window seeing these dudes, and I'm not doing it. I'm not that type of dude. 
but this is the life I'm living. So I'm an actual journalist. That's where we gotta start. Like, like Jeezy was like one of the most, one of the only rappers that spit street rap that really related to my window. That really related to me waking up, tying my shoes and going out. I really bought a pair of Sean John jeans. I really had eight ball out there. I'm not saying like that. I really know people who did like that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's um, like, when you hear something that's so pure to it, you get me? Like, I've been to jail before. So when I heard Vine say, boy, it's kind of cold in here. You better have that pole in here. You ain't got nobody making stole in here. That's so genuinely to the real. You can't make that up unless you're there to see no it. Doubt. No doubt. Me? Right. And that's where rap is taking the twist at. You're turning the streets to entertainment on the streets. So here's that's the thing. And you that's know, not hip, cool at all. Hip hop, hip hop, mu music is entertainment, period. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. It's entertainment, period. It ain't okay uh, to be a rapper. How many times you get shot at? Do you know how to take uh, take a gun apart? Um, you know, it's art. Just like it's no age on music. No age on music. I love motherfucking Marvin Gaye album. I play that motherfucker at least fucking <laughs> twice a week, <laughs> goddammit. You no know, problem. I listen That's to That's why Marvin Gaye is what Marvin Gaye is because no matter what, like I told a person about my album I look at, I say, my music is timeless for the future because you might not be seeing it now, but you're gonna go through something in life that on Sunday, like your mama was cleaning up with her broom, listening to the Dusties. When she didn't listen to it, but her mama was listening to it, she understand it now. Right. Yep. And and going going what you references, what you referencing right now. When you grab that pen, the ability to tap into all of those moments and times, that's what make you a good artist. You know, most definitely. you could touch the people in some capacity. That's just my opinion. And it's from your experience. You know, it's from your your personal experience, what you saw, things you went through. You know, it's from your lens. It's from yeah. your lens. Speaking it from your perspective, and your fan base is gonna be people who went through the same thing that you went through, or perhaps inspired by what you're doing. You know, even if they didn't go through what you went through, they inspired by you, like, damn, you know what I mean? Like, you might save them from going, like, you know, you might save them from was, going that direction. You was you able to put them in that in. fucked up situation or that happy mm -hmm. place or something like that, you know? Yeah. Like LL I wouldn't get no pussy, but I needed love, goddammit. <laughs> see, see, like I said, like, I, I'm gonna get back to what I'm saying. Music is like different genres of movies. Horror yeah, stories, yeah. sci-fi, dramas. You get what I'm saying? That's what makes it so for it's, everybody. It's about, you just exactly. gotta find what you like. And, and, and you touch a person, and if you could touch a person on every views of that, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Then you making music. You get what I'm saying? That's like when I say the way I think of doing music is so so much crazy because I think of music like like if I was to talk. To to a person that survived the Michael Myers movie. I talked to that person. You get me? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't believe him because the horror story is so hard. My life ain't a horror story like that. So I'm not relating to him right now. I'm getting money. Everything is going good. But one thing is, is that I heard him talk. 
So when it don't go good, I heard that in my brain before that this can happen. So like yeah. Pac was dead for me. Like before I was on Pac, I was Nas them to farm them. I was going to parties. I was trying to worry about my dressing. Fly nigga, the streets <laughs> weren't at the door. You get what yeah. I'm saying? We was cool. Right. That's what's up. We ain't gonna be no motherfucking misogynist on my show, goddammit. We finna talk about we finna talk about the, the queens, the females. Who y'all top five female MCs? Man, um Rhapsody is number one right now. Um MC Light in the picture, a queen, you got the queen, um Nicki Minaj. My fifth one is up for grabs. I, I want to say Kim or Foxy. Oh, okay. What about you, Scott? That's kind of a hard one because I never sat down long enough to give him a chance. Um, <laughs> so, so I'm no not in a bad way. Like, I'm no like a old and that, that ain't no good or bad. If you don't listen to females, you just don't listen. Shit. I like Remy. I like Remy. I like Remy Ma. Remy Marco. She cold. I forgot about her. She cold. She definitely well, cold. I don't usually answer no questions on my show. I say, um, Roxanne Chate, um, MC Light, Missy, um, Lauren Hill. And Jean Grey. Queen. Man. I think Jean Grey called her the motherfucker. She, hey, you ever, you heard Rhapsody? Yeah, I heard, I heard Rhapsody. Rhapsody. I like Rhapsody. Lyrically, yeah, she hard. Lyrically, she hard. She can make songs, too. She had Jay-Z ass, goddammit, uh, singing her lines. On the real, <laughs> You know that that's difficult, right there. Man, I forgot about um Lauren Hill. You know she's one of the coldest too. You know she can she can flip it with the vocals, um lyrically, she however you want it. You know she was cold. I think yeah. heartbreak, heartbreak yeah. kind of messed her up though. Yeah, I compare her to I compare her. She give me a Tupac feeling when she do music. She it touches yeah. the soul. She she, she definitely she give me that type of music. Yeah, when you keep unplugged and you just have a like a guitar and you just like just flowing like that, you don't have no band, no nothing, just lyrics and a guitar and entertaining and keep my attention. You cold. Yeah, that, um, that was Lauren Hill. That's just like um like doing shows. A lot of times when I do shows, it'll be people that are deep with their crews and shit, like out of state, ten niggas, fifteen niggas. And I just be by myself, like, put a tetris motherfucker low. down. Put a tetris <laughs> down. <laughs> See, I'm an old head. So all 10, 15 of them niggas, they dead in jail. So I'm by myself. I'm the survivor. No doubt. So I don't have nobody to even really be that trustworthy to other than some real security because the, the, the streets done taught me different. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, People just like people there for the presence, but that's not me. Right. No doubt. I'm, so I'm like, a lone wolf myself, bro. <laughs> I'm a lone wolf. You, you already know. Yeah. But I'm only lonely because my people are gone. Like, 
Like the story of the streets is for real. Like I'm only lonely because they was the streets. So yeah. they said you either die or go to jail or some make it. You get me? Most so my people, people, my people that made it, they made it with a scar on them. Whether it's depression, you get me? Whether it's um fear, PTSD, you get what I'm no saying? Doubt. Or just, you know, imprisoning life. That's the curse of the game, bro. Like it's no one to tell you that. No one to tell you that. Everybody's yep. gonna That's act like it's you know what I mean? You gotta Everybody come out like it's something. Fun. Yeah. You're gonna come out, you're not gonna come out the game, you know, with no with nothing, with scar, without a scar, whether it's mentally, physically, something. You're gonna you're not coming out unscathed. That's See, just like, like me, I look at the game, the streets like this in the game. I'm like a boogie looking at dude and I'm at the end of the movie, pop bottles and pop champagne. I'm looking at them like that. Because I, I know, you know what I'm saying? What I'm seeing ain't real. It's not possible. So um, the biggest misconception about the streets is, you know, we don't own the motherfuckers. You feel me? So just look at all the things that we put in place that the system that took advantage of, you know, some of us lived in, in projects, you know, condominiums is nothing but projects that you own. You taught them how to live in there together, people, you know, the system, the drug trade, you know, um, just because some of us are envious of what the next man got, or he hustle a little harder or a little better. You kidnapping somebody mama, you kicking in somebody dough, you shooting at somebody mm -hmm. on a block that don't nobody own. And these dudes, well, the system, even if you got a gang of brothers, y'all get an LLC and y'all got the money to get a dispensary, the system, they not gonna let you get that dispensary. You understand what I'm saying? There's always a way to try to blackball us out. So what I'm trying to say is now they didn't legalize drugs. They promoting the drugs and they making money hand over fist and nobody had to go to jail. Nobody mama doe got kicked in. Nobody killed their best friend. Nobody didn't tie nobody up and hold them down on the couch or none of that shit. You understand what I'm saying? And, and all the time that they taken away from street people, um, black, white, brown, whatever. It, it ain't got no color. It's just that, you know, why was these people criminals, right? Because they was victims of their circumstance. And now, they don't want nobody to get a dispensary. And if you try to buy the weed stock, why is it low and the profits say otherwise? I don't understand. Uh, to me, like, 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 remember what happened to Black Wall Street? Hey, it, Black Wall Street, Georgia, Central but, but Park. Like, like, as you, as you, as you, you, as you we see, could go on and on. Black Wall Street had some shit going on where they had a little bit of control in it. You get me? So as you look at the streets, just imagine, it's project builders that was making millions of dollars. It's people that had whole neighborhoods that's to themselves, whole peoples of tribes. You get me? So when they get 
infiltrated like we say, they only get infiltrated by the people who want what they learn how to do. So everything that's that my we whole do, point. Yeah. That's I'm why you gotta love us. That's why you gotta love us. We so brilliant. You get what I'm saying? But the but the whole thing is is that when you throw in, when you throw uh, Uncle Tom in the streets, it's like the person. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, Uncle Tom was cool. Sambo was was the snitch. Uncle Tom was cool. Yeah. Sambo was the snitch. But really, to me, Uncle Tom was the was the dude who watched everybody. He That's Sambo. Was never really a fit. So so That's now Sambo. as the shorties now as the shorties growing up. They are being taught by a person that doesn't even know the feeling, that doesn't even know what they're really teaching. You get me? So it's like we running blind by a blind nigga leading. So here's the thing. At the end of the day, nobody own nothing. That's no, I ain't saying we own nothing. I'm not saying we own nothing. That's not what I'm saying. Just like hip hop, we always talk about the culture, but we don't own the culture. You get me? See, like I said, like, like, you take, for instance, a bad boy. You take, for instance, a Rockefeller. You take, for instance, a No Limit. And you put that type of money together and you create Interscopes. You create Columbia's. So you look, create the type of music, so look, the type of... Let me tell you. LaFace was one of the biggest labels in the 90s. They had all the dope singers, all the dope male artists. They, they had all the hip hop artists kicking knowledge and all of that, they sold out for $145 million to get away with right all of the pop. Why, why, why would you, why do you think they sold? Because See, this is, the, this is the black man's curse. We suck you dry and then we give it to them. We never wanna own nothing. We never believe we can own nothing. We believe we can make a couple of dollars off of it sell it and then we good. It's never about wealth. It's never about giving no limit to my son, him building it up to his son, just like the dude at Interscope. He teach him the rules and they keep rising. We Look how long Interscope been around. You get me? Right. But don't nobody got a sign if they don't want to. I, I've been independent forever and I love it. See, see like you, you know yourself. You know what you came in this for, you know what you want to do, and you know what you was going to deal with. Now to little shorty, who in this world don't know self-knowledge and want to be accepted, and he ain't got a mind because he ain't got no identity, they're going to kick him my identity. And he's going to take that. He has no other choice. He doing something that he loved to do. Is At first, everyone, when we do this, we do it because we love it. You get what I'm saying? Then... After we fuck up and then we fall down, just like the drug game. You start selling the drugs because you want to look like the dudes you seen on the corner. Then after a while, you start wondering, man, I really got to make money out of this. It's, it's, this bill's got to be paid. Right. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So right. it's no longer now. But uh, my, uh, my thing is, my thing was always, is this shit worth the risk? Is this shit worth the stretch? No. But that's only to you to answer. Right. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm speaking from my lens, you know? Yeah. Like if I was to talk to a shorty, I, how can I tell him what he's doing ain't worth the risk 
because I survived to tell him what happened when he don't make it off the risk. But That's remember, the I took the risk. Right. Then I took the risk. Now, whatever I'm looking like from the risk or whatever stories I got from the risk, I'm really actually telling you that's what the road you're walking down. So that's right. you if you want to take the chance. That's what I would tell. I tell any any youngin who out here bad, understand what comes with this. Consequences and repercussions. I mean, it's some, some hard one. Just if that's what you choose, stand on it. But just be aware, it's, it's, some, it's, it's some things that come along with that. If a person, you know, can deal with that, okay, do, you, do your thing, you know what I mean? But, but stand, if that's, that's what you're going to do, you better stand on it because, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's going to be some ugly things that come. It's a dirty game. Yeah, if you ain't built for it, stay the fuck out of it. And sometimes you don't know you ain't built for it until you bump your head. You know what? Tell them, tell them about that story you told me, like with the, um, you know, with with Shorty, right? He was, he was going. Oh, the, the good dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like church, for instance, like in these streets, we got stuff that happens like this. It could be a dude. Chicago was, streets. Yeah, like it could be a dude who grew up nice neighborhood, good parents, but he liked drill music. You get me? Then it's another nigga that's in the streets doing drill music and by social media being together you get what i'm saying now both of these people is both of them boys is headed to a journey now what we don't know is which journey they is but check how the scenario is the one boy that's with the good family he likes watching the gangster music he go to the school way yeah acting like a gangster acting like that and then you got this one dude who really is the streets and who do all of that so they actually bump heads over social media so now they get to live in that life he get to go into where shorty at but he got the gangster material he like man joe i could take something over here shorty we could do this so he's driving this in the shorty but shorty is really not shorty is really not like this you get me but this dude he like this but he really don't want to be like this Shorty want to be like this, but he don't have to be like this. So basically what I'm saying is, is that when he get involved with him, you get what I'm saying? That dude mess around and get in trouble with him. Then that dude put the street nigga in a position now where he doing life. He get popped off for the case. The other dude told on him, but the other dude from that experience, he going down the wrong road now. He hanging with the nigga that he put in jail friends because they accepted him. You get what I'm saying? So he get in trouble. He killed one of the friends. Go to jail. You get me? The other one sitting in jail already all that time. You get me? But he had a good conscience and the dope. He just wanted to get out his environment doing whatever the streets were. So for some reason, this little nigga started thinking different doing his bit. Probably like after seven, eight years in a bit, he started reading the Bible and shit. His big homie started putting him on some game. While the other shorty, he out there robbing niggas, still doing what he doing and everything. And this 10-year bit, he hear about shorty killing one of his homies. He go to jail. Now, shorty got them to get a visit from his mama telling him, like, man, Joe, you got to change your life and all that. Woo -woo. Now, he ain't really hearing his mama, but he get back. For some reason, he changed his life. He get to reading the Bible, get to going to youth studies and all that shit. You get what I'm saying? Mama come out of nowhere. His appeal come through. He go back home. But when he go back home, he ain't nothing like the nigga either. You don't even recognize him in the streets because he ain't nothing like that. But this dude, he get motherfucker popped off. He go to jail. And his third year bit, he commits suicide. Hmm. 
you see that you see what I'm saying? Like, like it's 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 so crazy that nowadays we got people rather take the rather think they should take the streets than think a football scholarship. They'd rather be old dog than to be Ricky. Because we, we got all these we got all these outside entities that bring people closer together like the internet and all this shit should be checked at home. You know, look at how early look at how early people giving their babies and shit phone, shit like that. They're not thinking about, okay, when these kids come home and they get out of school, I'm gonna take the power cord to that shit and cut it off. All week, you know, like when we was younger and got on punishment, we had to we had to deal with it and take it. These shorties, you get them a phone, they could be anywhere in the fucking world. I'm in my room, but I could go anywhere. Yeah, you gotta play right there. the window to the world. You know, that's yeah. why they, that's why these shorties so advanced. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it is the window to the world, you know. But see, no, nobody, nobody not looking at the problem right in front of us. Just like I posted up a math, a math problem the other day, and everybody, everybody picked the wrong answer to that motherfucker because they Googled the answer. Exactly. <laughs> four quarters is four quarters. A hundred pennies is a hundred pennies. Exactly. Ten dimes is ten dimes. Twenty nickels is twenty nickels. Period. That's it's all a dollar. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> hey, but, but, but see, the war we losing is called acceptance. When I say that, I can train my shorty to be any way he want to be. I can read him, tuck him in the crib, take his phone off the charger, don't let him listen to it. But mathematics is showing that when he go to school, is he really strong enough to not be accepted by 50 people and he's walking down? These have been all, all the motherfucking movies before, the popular and the unpopular. You get me? So look, here's the thing. We got to, as parents, I don't know if y'all got kids, but as parents, we got to instill those values in our children. Like like me, um, my mom and my dad, they separated when I was like 13, but shit. You know, I had everything that I needed before they broke up. And, you know, no disrespect to my mom. I love my mom. But, God damn it, we living in Inglewood. We living in Terratown. We living in Mayberry. Fucking, <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? What he did are the you doing? That was a lot of people's circumstances at that time. So, yeah, so I'm yeah. saying. I'm not going to be no false flagger. You don't want me in a game, but I have to choose a side. I have to choose a side. And I have, to carry this, I have to carry this thing on my side. You ain't going to know about it. I ain't bringing it in the house, but you are forcing me to make decisions where my self-preservation is more important then you looking out for me because you are not a man. You don't understand what I have to go through every day. I, we from Chicago. You know Dwayne Wade, right? Yeah, I do. All the street niggas from Robbins, his cousins is akin to. So he never had to go to the streets to see the street niggas. 
You get me? Okay. And I did this research. Now, but you're not having to go to the streets to see these street niggas. You're not in search of a big home. You're not in search of looking for what you seeing on TV and shit. You get me? Now, you right. might go hoop. You might go motherfucker play football. Anything that you do. It's so real that by being in the crib, you ain't really curious of it because it's in the crib like normal. So whatever sport you're doing, whatever's normal to you to do, you continue to do it. But my other research shows that the kid that come from a crib that mama good, dad working, when he go to school and when he be around the people, he's the one that kind of surfaces to trying to look for a big homie to try to, it's like a mannequin. When you go in the store, some people with no identity, they go in the store and they buy what's on a mannequin, trying to look like everybody else. You get me? But what's crazy, like I said, and this is a proven fact, like you grew up, look what you look the type of person you is, bro. And you came from Inglewood. I'm, I'm from the hundreds, but I had I'm to saying, live. I'm saying you from the hundreds, but what I'm saying is, look how many real niggas you know right. without searching. Right. Compared but, to niggas you know, that ain't nothing like what they portraying to be. But damn, bro, why you trying to be that? So look, just, just to be, just, just to address your point, like a lot of people don't understand when you go to these other states to do shows and shit. It's street niggas in fucking OKC. It's street niggas in Iowa. It's street niggas in South Carolina. It's street niggas everywhere. You know, so whatever you rapping about in your music, that's what's gonna be in the motherfucking lobby waiting on your ass. Okay, I'm in Texas. You hear me? Every time I walk in the store, somebody speaks to me that's black and got his gun on. Every time I go to a show out here, it's all family orientated and it's cool. You get what I'm saying? Like, but it's 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 like it went from Blackstones and GDs to John and Sam. That's what I'm saying. It went what, from, what part it of went Texas from, it went in? This is what we living in, bro. And I wish people understand this, bro. The people who are raising our children, there's two people raising our children right now, bro. Bishop and O-Dog. Those are the two big homies in the streets raising your children who hit the street. It's going to be a streets no matter what. You get me? So by me saying that I'm from the streets, I understand that somehow, bro, we have to clean them back up because it's innocent kids. They don't want them clean. What I'm saying is, when I say clean them back up, we gotta we gotta reconnect somehow, bro. Right. So look, one each one teach one. You know, right. just you know, tell the truth. That's all. That's it. And um, whatever you can do with somebody in your chair, um, whenever you make a song, you you gotta try to convey the message to them because you know some people they don't get it. Other people, they not. All you can do is do your best. Huh? That's it. If you reach one, you won't. One, bro. If you reach one, you're not going to reach That's everybody. It. But if you reach one, even then that one going to influence somebody else. You know? Well, and I make excuses. Then I said this. When they said, man, Joe, my mom popped pills. She be partying and shit and woo-woo when I was growing up. I said, man, my man was serving my auntie and she was renting this car out to him. I had to deal with that. I was serving my man daddy. He had to deal with that. I was serving my, you get what I'm saying? What all this sugar coating we doing for people, PTSD, what happened to the ones that grew up like J-Rock? 
Shorties ain't growing up like that. We are in a time right now where girls is partying. Mamas got money. They buying Jordans. They buying that thing. All this, all this shit, all this shit is an illusion. I wish I could fucking go to some when I was in grammar school and see naked bitches all day. I, all <laughs> I do is be on Instagram looking at naked bitches. That's it. Every girl in my fucking class, I'll be in their fucking DM. They'll be walking me up out of the fucking school or some shit. Remember when we used to say, remember when we used to have a principal? Remember when we used to have a principal? Remember when you was the one that was funny that was paying for girls? I never pay for girls. Exactly. You come from my era. You come from my era. I just said. What you said, what you saying now, the mathematics of it is you a lame. But you see the flip. You get what I'm saying, G? That's why I say G, we lost connection. Because the truth ain't exposed. See, when you understand, bro, that principles are not in the game no more with a kid, it's so fucked up that it don't take the white people. We doing it to ourselves. It all start, it all start at home. It don't got nothing to do with color because every ethnicity got their fuck ups. Every ethnicity. You know, so I ain't gonna make it a race thing. I ain't trying to go hard on you like this, but this is the last thing I'm gonna say. And I hear you say it ain't about color, right? It's not. You ever seen higher learning, right? Yeah, I've seen higher learning. I watched um I watched the two white dudes arguing with each other, right? Mm-hmm. And one white dude tried to say something slick, and the leader said, Man, how you gonna talk? You don't even have a high school diploma. Did you hear that? Now in the black conversation, this is what you're gonna hear. Man, you ain't even got no bands, nigga. Them ain't Gucci. Them ain't nothing. Do you need the leadership of control? You hear me? So, like, so, man, bro, so, get your so high school diploma. So get here's your the, degree. Right. I understand that. But you can't measure wealth by material things at all. Not material, bro. The black people do that. This is what you're not hearing in my message. I'm so saying that. Okay. This, this is why I'm trying to say that it's not a race thing. I, I have lived with, like, maybe... 15 white dudes, seven Mexicans, and three three blacks out of 2,500 people. Everybody else white. And it don't have nothing to do with color. Was it racism? Yes. But at the end of the day, when it all boiled down, it's about being a man. It's about whatever you grew up knowing your lessons, all that shit. That's that's when it separate the men and the boys. Like, shout out to my homie, Uncle Dolomite. When I was in the Marines, I was in San Diego. I got on the Bulls jersey, the Bulls shorts. They just won. Red like a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Crips roll up on my ass like, woo! Man, you wet than a motherfucker with that shit on, homie. I said, look, Hey, I understand the rules of the street. I'm from Chicago. I'm a traveling vice lord. I don't know nothing about this shit. I understand, you know, the rules and everything. I'm finna get on this bus. So they, you finna get on the bus? I'm like, yeah, I'm finna get on the bus. He was like, I hey, that's cool. That's what's up. But next time, just wear the black. All black. 
could wear black motherfucker and you could wear white. That's hey, it. Where you from is where you at, broski. <laughs> where you hey, from? Hey, where you from, hey, man. hey. That's it. Who the who who uh who the KKK ops? Kings killing kings. We are on ops. Now I'm asking you a question. You just said it's something us. about how they, you us. just said something about how it's us. Kings killing kings. It's man, us. do you know how powerful it is for a man to accept you just because your skin color? Not because yeah. of that flag, nigga. Not because of that. Do you know how powerful that is when you say black power, bro? When you can actually look at a nigga and wrath. Hey, look, bro. It's still oh, division. Man, bro. It's still division. It's still division. You got to live in a world with everybody else. We only make up 13% of the population. I want my people to know, until there ain't no division in our shit, then we cannot win. The thing is not winning. The thing is coexisting with respect and dignity. You understand what I'm saying? We the number one consumers of everything. We don't own nothing. You saying what I'm saying? Right. I'm, 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 not ar I'm not arguing with you. I just want to make sure that the listeners know. That's all. We're having a discussion like men amongst men. Yes, I understand. Oh, good. I just did so. I just get so frustrated, bro, because of the simple fact that when you mad at another man because he got a flag on that's a different color, you get what I'm saying? Exactly. He talk like you, he talk like you, he act like you. But the crazy thing is, is that I keep seeing this other race that no matter what, they know in order to do what they do, one of their sons have to be a judge. One of their sons have to be a governor. One of their uh, positions of power. When I say power, which is controlling You get me? I wish we would teach our kids that it's more about you getting the tools you need to control something than more renting. So the thing is, we got to stop kicking our kids out of the crib when they get 18. Look, you, you, go, to your, you go to you your trade school, you go to college after you get out of college, I'm gonna let you stay at the crib so you can stack your bread and exactly. get on your feet. And then and when teach you're like 26, you can go ahead and get out in the world. I teach them financial literacy. So when they do get the bread, they know what to do with it. Get an LLC, you know, get it when you get that trade, stack it, you know, treat yourself, be realistic with them. But you gotta, you know, educate them so they so they know what to do with the bread. And you know. Facts. Like um, one Friday all day, I was just running spade games in my fucking class. We was playing spades for seven periods. So they asked me like, were you playing spades in the class for seven periods? <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm teaching these kids that you can't count cuts. That's money that you don't fucking have. Uh -huh. You can only spend what you have. You know? So that's the lesson of the class. That's a lesson. <laughs> that's hey, a lesson in itself. That's a lesson yes, in itself. Hey, Kings, I'm going to have to cut it short, though, bro. So we're about to wrap it up anyway. Um, mm -hmm. So if you could lead, if you could do one thing to make the world better, what would it be? Pave G. If I can make the world, do one thing to make the world better. Add, take away, 
anything that you could do to make the world a better place, one thing that you could do, if you could get rid of something, you could add something, take away. I would, I would, I would personally, man, I would, I would say, you know, as a whole, you know, when I see, no matter where you're from, you know, um, Hunters, Westside, Harvey, you know, whatever you represent, see your brother as your brother. Put more love, you know, like see, you know, bring more love amongst each other, you know, and less division. And I think, you know, if I, if I was able to do that, it would, if the world would be a better place. What about you, Scott? Um, I would like, I would like an extra period in the class to teach self. Okay. Well, I believe I, like, I believe I can't help nobody if he don't know himself. Right. If I could do one thing to make the world a better place, I'll make the Lloyds of London pay us that 1% that they owe us and every black person or anybody of African-American descent will get that million dollars. We wouldn't have to pay no taxes, no more. And we wouldn't have to pay not pay for anything that involved cotton. Ooh, that's a nice one right there. I hear you, right? That's so, a nice one right there. Rodders for president. So plug, <laughs> plug your social media and where people can reach you. Um, I'm at Skoda Hustler, S-C-O-D-A-H-U-S-T-L-D-A, Skoda Hustler. Yes, sir. Um, I'm on YouTube right now. Check me out. It's spelled the same way. Got a couple of videos right out. I'm dropping a um, mixtape on July 9th for my birthday. Come check in with me. I'm going to be posting it on all platforms. And I'm going to be um, you know, sending messages and little music skits through um, Instagram. Check me out. Okay. What about you, Pepe? You can check me out on um, Facebook, you know, George Pay Brown. And I got another entertainment page on Facebook, George Brown III. Um, also on YouTube, Pape G. You can see a lot of my work on there. And um, Instagram, um, George Brown III. Um, got some things coming up, working on um, some projects and film. I can't speak too much on it, but, you know, okay. I'm, I'm dabbling. Okay. I'm, I'm doing what I do. That's what's up. This has been another episode of Riders Live. We out. Yeah. Yes, sir.